Upon the earth the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Any of these terms could have been used to describe the global financial crisis this week. Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen, your host for the week. The current financial crisis is sending out shockwaves as people fear a recession, beginning in the United States and spreading across the world. A headline in the Financial Post on Wednesday read, Central banks have lost control as markets continues turmoil. George Soros, billionaire speculator and chairman of Soros Fund Management, speaking at the World Economic Forum in Switzerland is quoted as saying, I think we do have to rescue markets, otherwise we will go into a depression like we did in the 1930s. Canada's National Post reported that in a rare emergency move, the U.S. Federal Reserve slashed its key interest rate three-quarters of a percentage point to 3.5%, the biggest cut since 1984. Back on July 30, 2002, a New York Times article predicted an American attack on Iraq could profoundly affect the American economy because the United States would have to pay most of the cost and bear the brunt of any oil price shock or other market disruptions, government officials, diplomats and economists say. In an October 23rd article from last year, CNN reported that the Iraq war was funded largely by Uncle Sam's borrowed cash. It continued, the nation has spent $415 billion in Iraq and another $190 billion since 2001 fighting the war on terror, which includes the fighting in Afghanistan, according to a recent report from congressional budget offices. Cole cited Senate Budget Committee Chair Kent Conrad as saying a long-term Korea-like presence in Iraq could end up costing $2.5 trillion. America is the world's largest economy. The strains placed on it due to the expenses of its involvement in the Middle East are revealing cracks in the fragile global economy. People don't usually look to the Bible for investment advice, but it does contain its fair share. It gives advice on markets to stay out of and ones to invest in. The Lord Jesus Christ advises us in Matthew 6 verses 19 to 21. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. We could add where markets don't crash. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Times like this are certainly a reminder not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us all things to enjoy. 1 Timothy 6, verse 17 The events of Bible prophecy reviewed on this program each week certainly show us the nearness of Christ's return and give us great reason to assess our spiritual portfolio. We need to look at two commodities specifically, oil and gold. While the world is very concerned about price of oil and oil reserves, we too should be concerned. The Bible predicts a life and death crisis around oil shortages. Now is the time to buy oil. Consider the advice of the Lord Jesus in the parable of the virgins. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, 
and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Matthew 25, verses 1 to 13. How are our oil supply these days? We need to seize the opportunity to fill our vessels with oil. The other commodity we need to invest in is gold. Remember the words of Christ in Revelation. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyesol that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him, and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am sat down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the ecclesias. Revelation 3, verses 18 to 22. We need to be sure that our hopes are not tied to the markets of the world, but to the word of God and his coming kingdom. This is the only investment that is guaranteed. But what do all these financial tremors throughout the world have to do with Bible prophecy? In the February 15th edition of Time Magazine, 2007, an article entitled The Godfather stated of Russia, Ten years ago, Russia was in a state of disarray reminiscent of the early 17th century. Times of troubles. Putin's most impressive achievement, however, has been to restore Russia's global clout. Putin warns that a unipolar world, meaning one dominated by the U.S., would prove pernicious not only for all those within the system, but also for the sovereign itself. The article went on to state, the political implications of today's expensive oil are worth pondering. Quite simply, Russia is the only major power that has a vested interest in high energy prices. It is therefore the only major power with no interest in Middle Eastern stability. That is why Russia poses America's biggest problem when it comes to stopping Iran from acquiring nuclear weapons. The fact remains that it is the Russians who are building the Iranian nuclear reactor at Bushehr, and the Russians who have just won the contract to build an additional six such plants. Time Magazine, February 15, 2007. Well, today, the American economic crisis is a credit crisis due to its overextension from this Iraq war. Reuters reported on Wednesday, 
All of the Iraq and Afghanistan war money, about $11 billion a month, is effectively being put on a government credit card at a time when the U.S. government debt has skyrocketed to more than $9 trillion, up from about $5.6 trillion when Bush took office in January 2001. Since Russia is responsible for destabilizing the Middle East by funding the army and insurgents and their allies in the Middle East, this puts Russia at the puppet strings for this financial crisis. The question is, what will Russia's move be while nobody is watching and everybody's focusing on their wallets? Don't forget, Russia's debt has been paid off by energy profits, and therefore she remains entirely immune from the current crisis. The New York Times reported on January 25th, in almost a decade since the Russia debt crisis of 1998, finance officials here have amassed an enviable war chest with the largest per capita currency reserves in the world, while paying down nearly all sovereign debt. They are now describing Russia as the most insulated from the ill effects of a United States recession among the chief emerging market economies, an extraordinary role for a country on its knees not so long ago. Foreign currency reserves of $478 billion derived from windfall profits are now the largest in the world per capita among big economies and will play a role of an airbag for the country, Mr. Kudrin said, as quoted by the Russian Information Agency. Russia will soon be the focus of the attention as a haven of stability. Some large banks are agreeing, though cautiously, that Russia seems to be the strongest of the so-called BRIC-leading emerging market countries, a group that also includes China, India, and Brazil. Russia stands out as potentially least susceptible to an American recession, based on trade re reliance on international capital markets and the degree to which growth is, is driven by exports. What does this mean? Well, the bear is on the prowl. Peter Brooks, in an article for the conservative voice entitled Bad News Bears, quoting the FBI, stated, Russian intelligence operations in the U.S. are back at Cold War levels once again. While fascinated with Washington political gossip, Russian spies are also targeting military-related high technology. The article concludes with a warning. In the end, Moscow's new Russia doctrine sees a world dominated by Washington or anyone else as a threat to its raw international interests and pride. In the name of standing up for itself, the Kremlin is clearly willing to check U.S. power just about anywhere. While Russia may not be looking to recover the lost Soviet empire, it's out to regain its Soviet-era international clout and significance. The Kremlin sees America in decline, and Russia's Tsar, er, star on the rise, again. This is exactly the prediction of Ezekiel 38, where it states, I will turn thee back, and put hooks in thy jaws, and bring thee forth, and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia and Ethiopia and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Ezekiel 38, verses 4 to 5. Another point of interest to note this week is France. 
The Economist on January 17, 2008, recorded France's announcement this week that is that it is to open a military base in the United Arab Emirates could mark a strategic shift in its defense policy. It will be France's first permanent base in the Gulf, in a country where it has no colonial ties. President Nicolas Sarkozy has told defense review teams to construct the security and defense of tomorrow according to needs, not habits. It shows that the French are ready to move outside their traditional sphere and to match their military presence to strategic interests rather than colonial links. Again, Ezekiel 38 tells us that these strategic interests will see an alignment with France and Russia in the Middle East, for the Golgian Confederacy will include Gomer and all his bands, and many people with thee. Ezekiel 38 and verse 6. Finally this week we see Tony Blair, the Trojan horse Catholic, former Prime Minister of England, being touted as a possible candidate for the European presidency. The Economist reported on January 17th, President Nicolas Sarkozy of France came close to giving explicit backing to Mr. Blair to become European Union's first full-time president. The article also stated France's ideas on European defense. French officials are frustrated by the lack of British response to their hints about NATO, but it is hard to see room for or compromises. Something less than a full-blown EU defense headquarters would not satisfy the French. While France is looking for the building up of the European military, the Daily Telegraph carried a headline, Treaty Will Shift Power to Europe, pointing out in the article, the EU reform treaty backed by Prime Minister Gordon Brown paves the way for a massive fundamental shift of power to Europe. Mr. Canardi backs the new treaty because he wants a stronger Europe but he said he had decided to speak out because the British and other governments had not told the people of Europe the truth. The article questions Britain's ability to stay within the Union. So while the world is in financial turmoil, the world stage is being set to play out the international game of chess as described in Ezekiel 38. We continue to watch with anticipation while the pieces are moving into place. Tune in next week for another edition of the Bible in the News, www.bibleinthenews.com. And don't forget to buy your shares of gold and oil. Buy the truth and sell it not. This has been Jonathan Bowen reporting.